gentlemen, trees and non-binaries. It's Adam talking to you here on the Fantastic Universes podcast, doing the first in a new series. We're bringing the old show back with a hostile takeover. As some of you may or may not know, I've started a YouTube venture with some dear university friends to put some above average but still fairly medium gameplay quality to your viewing pleasure. And it's been a lot of fun and I'm really happy with the people I've been working with and some of the stuff we've been doing. Uh, I think the first things we take seriously as games to record and people we with was the survival horror classic Dead by Daylight, which is something that my guest and long-standing dear friend has been somewhat tiny bit obsessed with ever since we started playing. Isn't that right, Venus? Yeah. Loving Dead by Daylight ever since we started. Damn that, have you? I mean, I play on it every day. I mean, if that's saying something. <laughs> Yeah, well, at least an hour every day. It's I like still... a hobby. It's like a habit now, really, more than anything. Well, it's still good. You've been able to get yourself into red ranks a couple of times, I think, at least. Yeah, I mean, I have. I think rank three is the highest, but rank doesn't necessarily determine your skill. So, um, yeah. Yeah, well, that's there's always me. good days and bad days. So. Very true. I'm very similar with my card games. I fluctuate in rank a lot on Magic and Runeterra, and that's sort of true for a ranking system. But whenever I see someone on a red rank, I'm like, mm. so you saying that they're not as big a deal is quite good. But circling back to the very beginning, I know how I got into Dead by Daylight, but how did you find this game initially and bring it to us on our channel? I think we were all talking about it at one point, didn't we? It was right. like on sale on Steam and it was on. And we were talking about it and we decided, oh, it's a multiplayer game because we were looking for multiplayer games for um, our channel. And yeah. we were like, oh, let's try this one out. And then we tried it. It was great. Uh, I left it for a bit. And then I think maybe a week or two after, I, while I was uh, furloughed, I started playing it more and more because my sleeping patterns got really messed up. And at the same time, I was basically playing minecraft so if it wasn't playing minecraft i was playing dvd so. two great games and two things that definitely brought us together like i feel like i've done this in a little bit of the wrong order well for those of you who don't know me and venus we have a very storied history across university uh dear friends dating friends again now she consistently crushes me on online games isn't that right friend <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> and that's all i could ever ask for I am. I am. As I would say, though I though no, um, I still love. Well, I, I don't say I, I love. I still like consoles and stuff, but I am mainly a PC player because I don't own any consoles. So. Yeah, my consoles are somewhat unloved, and my new and very shiny PC does hold up to a lot of good stuff. But actually, that's an interesting question. What was like your first sort of? big jump into actual console or PC gaming. What, how did you get started on the gamer road? Because like for myself, I'd definitely say it was probably the Assassin's Creed and the Arkham City's, the Xbox 360 classics, but how did you get started? I started really, really young. I think there was, um, I started with Game Boy. I don't remember which one. I think it was the color. Classic. Or, um, and it was also, you know, the ones where you could only play Tetris on it or something? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, those, co those console little games, that's where I started from. And then actual sort of like well-known consoles, apart from Game Boy, um, 
uh, or the Nintendo series in general was uh, my mom bought my brother a PlayStation 1. Um, what was it? No, it was the PlayStation 1. And there was this game, I don't remember, it was a, a fighting game that my brother and I used to play quite a lot. And it was like fighters. It's like uh, not Mortal Kombat, I would say. Was it Street Fighter? It's, it's sort of like Street Fighter. We did have Street Fighter. We did have that. And we did have Mortal Kombat as well, I think, on PlayStation 2. But, uh, or was, yeah. And then, um, but it was more of like, I forgot what it's called. It was like Street Fighter, but they could turn to animals. That was pretty cool. As like their soup, as like their like special power. Um, and I used to play this character called Jenny, Jenny the Bat. And she was, um, because I quite liked her aesthetic and the way she, uh, she fights. Um, so yeah, that was my intro into sort of like gaming. I actually started in console. Placed, uh, PC gaming wise, I actually started fully. I say fully because I have like done a lot of PC gaming throughout my years, but fully engaging in like Steam and stuff and like proper games would be it and not just you know, browser games is in 2016, no, 2015, with 2014, 2015 with Minecraft, maybe earlier than that. Yep, that was definitely when you and I started, like, talking and hanging out and stuff. It was university days. I think I summed it up best to Will, one of the mm-hmm. other co- collabs on our channel. I think mm-hmm. I sort of summed it up that our university experience was Left 4 Dead, Civ Five, and Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, uh, Steve. Oh, yes, Left 4 Dead. That was in 2012. Yeah. Uh, when did it come out? Did it come out 2012? Oh my I god, I'm so bad at. I don't know when things came out. I just remember playing them around that time. Um, but yeah, I created my Steam account in 2012. That I remembered. But um, I actually sort of like played Minecraft before, just before that, because my friends in sec- uh, sixth form and secondary school uh also played minecraft so it's fun to play with other people yeah definitely that was great i think the thing that sort of brought us all together as a group of friends back in university was just like those good co-op games that all sort of brought us all together oh another one another great one was a zombie army trilogy remember that game yes that was great that is still great i will say that even though i don't really play other (laughs) yeah we should i mean i don't play other sniper elites and i should because i know will does and I didn't, I forgot to buy Sniper Elite 4. Dang. Maybe oh, should a few years ago. Maybe, yeah. It's, it's probably harder now with the, because we forgot the controls, but it's nice to like shoot zombies again. It's, I think it's a thing, isn't it? It's like a, uh, um, what do you call it? It's like, because I quite like adrenaline filled, fun multiplayer games. Well, that circles quite well around back to the topic at hand, Dead by Daylight, the survival classic, hanging with some of the best of them on Steam, and it's now that it's open on cross-platform, it's a really good platform, and I really enjoy it with company. It, it really is, and it allowed me to sort of, like, play with people who are also in console, which was nice, because when I used to stream on Twitch, I had people who were playing it on console, and I connected with them, and we we play every once in a while now um i kind of like taking a break from streaming 
but um, we still play every once in a while, and it's great because you get to choose more than just PC people playing. Yep, you get, a you real, get to play yeah. with others. You get to yeah, see a real for... breadth of like strategies and players from all across the world and different like regions and server shards. So yeah, it's good that like I really like that a lot of games have started to make that effort to go into cross platform to really broaden the player bases. Mm, definitely, yeah. yeah. So what is your like go to sort of like ritual getting into like grinding your, your dead by daylights for your hour or two hours? You I know you survive a main, but is it just sort of feeling out which characters you want to sink your blood points into or feeling like the good combination of like perks and abilities or what's your process okay at the moment i grind dead by daylight because i want to get all the teachable perks because i just recently bought everyone including the new chapter which by the way is already out a binding of kin i think that's between that and uh, i mean some people will probably disagree with me but between that and the previous chapter some of the um perks for both survivor and killer would is much better than I would say the previous chapter um it plays on more to like deception and hoarding and from the gameplays I don't do much solo queue anymore but when I do solo queue it's it's really that who gets to the chest first and grabs something Interesting. Um, sometimes not all the time anymore I used to I used to have this little game of mine but yes, yeah, more teachable perks. I am a survivor main, as you said. I, uh, my main is uh, Feng Min. And yeah, I think I don't play killer much, but if I would say what my main is in killer when I do play it, it's either Huntress or Ghostface. So depends whether I want the more brutal tactical approach, uh, less tactical approach, sorry, which is like the Huntress. She's more brutal. She's more loud. Um, she's more of like a tank versus um, someone like Ghostface who's more stealthy and tactical and you do need to be stealthy in order to actually uh, kill all survivors who are also players by the way this is no like, I mean this game isn't a bot style gaming so there are no AIs in this, it's all players Yeah, someone who's got into a lot of uh, battle royales recently, particularly like Spellbreak where the bots are rife and horrendous the fact that it is all players and completely player interaction is actually a breath of fresh air compared to some other games um mm. yeah so we really get to see the strategy of actual like thinking humans especially when you see against the killer and the, the breadth of the perks for survivor and killer are pretty good so you said that the new ones in the new chapter were uh, particularly spicy do you know what they are off the top of your head uh so survivor perks let's start with that so we have the new character Elodie Arakoto. um this is uh just in context i think um as far as what i understand with the um chapter it's uh basing itself on friend uh on france and the french revolution i would say um i might be wrong it has recently just come out so uh, and i haven't fully read the lore yet so it is a bit shameful of you to say that as someone who cries DVD every day. Um, yeah, so we have, so obviously every single character starts with three basic perks, right? There are three, your three teachable perks. 
And what I was saying earlier about me unlocking every teachable perk was that uh, at certain levels of each character, you get to unlock uh, at the first prestige, at least before you go to prestige one, there's three prestiges in each character uh, up to level 15, each one maximum being P3, uh, prestige three, level 50, uh, is that you're able to unlock your the character's base teachable perks for every other character that you have and every character uh depending if it's a survivor or killer so killers have their own teachable perks survivors have their own teachable perk right um so elodia comes with her three unique perks and this is her teachable perks um for her only until she unlocks them at level 30 35 and 40 which is appraisal deception and power struggle so appraisal is like let's say you're a car you're a type of player who likes to hoard things or like likes to use items let's just say or just likes to you know rummage through chests i i would do it's really fun <laughs> i'm just getting to like uh just getting to someone first if you're especially if you're playing survivor with friends it's like mine <laughs> um so appraisal is sort of like if someone has already uh looted a chest that and um, bearing in mind each map depending on if um just in base map alone no um no extra perks that will generate uh any more chests or any offerings each map comes with three uh chests two which are separated in the uh, segregated in the map and one which is always in the basement um and Elodia's uh perk appraisal allows her to all to rummage already open chests three times. Wow. So you can get items from chests that have already been opened. Yes. And um it has a maximum um search uh speed of eighty percent at uh, tier three. So you can essentially, like, let's say you you go in, you get an item. Um, let's say you have a yellow, let's say a yellow toolbox. You use that on a gen or you use that on a hook to sabotage when you help other players against the killer, right? Yep. When they're about to be hooked. That runs out. You're like, oh, no, I, there's nothing else. All the other chests are open. With appraisal, it lets you to it lets you sort of rummage for another item, and it's quite nice because you could find a med kit, you could find a key, and a, it always is vital, especially if you're against a really high rank killer. Is that having a good item will help you escape as a survivor? Very true, yeah. Um, and I feel like appraisal is really good in that when you um, add it with other chest perks um oh that skipped my head now i i um and which i haven't really used as much i suppose That's which is a, uh yeah which is a shame because but i think once i've unlocked appraisal i will definitely use it and it will be up you'll probably see me um maybe in the videos maybe when i start streaming back on twitch uh just 
hoard. <laughs> I love hoarding items. I yeah. rarely use I rarely use items actually. I only use it if I'm in a maybe in a full four man or if I um I really want to sweat the grind to get more blood points um to unlock more stuff. So. Yeah, that's true. I particularly remember uh, the most recent video that went up about me and Will both taking turns playing as the Wraith. You were so sad about losing that one flashlight. Yeah. My flashlight. <laughs> In the arms of the angels. <laughs> I think the other two is probably much better, though. I quite like the other two. Well, appraisal sounds pretty good. To do... so, but yeah, what are the appraisal's, other appraisal's really good if you like chests. Now, if you're someone who just likes to, um, who likes to juke the killer, or maybe who is in a solo queue, and you know your teammates aren't really helping you, which is happens in a lot of uh, situations recently. It's really hard to get a good team now, hence why I don't solo queue as often as I used to. Um, is the fact that you have her two other perks, two of Elodie's perks, are deception. And deception allows you, especially with things like um, dance with me and quick and quiet and head on, let's say, um, those four perks, quick and quiet from Meg uh, Thomas, uh, dance with me from Kate Denson and head on from um, Jane Romero. Now with deception, you can literally run into a locker, make a loud noise and then um it doesn't allow you to go inside the locker it just makes the killer think that you've gone inside a locker if they haven't seen you that's really and cool that, actually yeah and if you pair that with something like let's say um quick and quiet and head on you could go to a locker another locker nearby and when you uh and you go inside with quick and quiet so they don't hear it they, try, they search the locker that's been decepted. They're like, oh, they're not there. They might pass you. And then when your head-on uh, has bar has filled, you can literally stun them with head-on. And then run with um, with dance with me. And there's no like sort of uh, running marks behind you. So the killer won't know where you've gone. That's it's, great. It's really good from there, if, especially if you like juking your killers. And you like um, chasing them around, especially if you're in a uh, survival friends, you want your friends to sort of, or even in solo queue, if you want your teammates to just do gens, this will be a really good um, perk to have. And it's the same with power struggle. Yeah. yeah. Because power struggle is really, really good. And what happens is that if you're being picked up by the killer, you can have a wiggle progression of a maximum of 25% at tier 3 of the perk. And if you're near a pallet or if you're on a pallet, you can literally, instead of someone else having to stun the killer to um, to pallet stun them and let you sort of like get off the killer and not get hurt, you can do it yourself. Really? Why is being picked up? Yes, so wow. this is really, really good if you're in solo queue, especially. And power struggle would be good with something like tenacity and flip flop. So if you're being, if you got downed away from the ha uh, from the pallet, what you can do is with tenacity, you can um, you can 
get your bar up, um, your recovery bar up as fast as possible while crawling towards the pallet. And at the same time with flip-flop, about half of your um, recovery bar goes towards your struggle bar. And if you have that at 25% at level three, let's say, then what you can do is when the killer does pick you up at a pallet thinking that no one's there, you can literally just stun the killer and get yourself off um, with power struggle. It's really, really good. I love it. That sounds really good. Just to be able um, to have that extra way to just wriggle out while you're being carried away is so powerful. Yeah. And that's really... When I used it on the um, public beta testing, um, the PTB, yep. it was really, really good. And I quite liked it. Both Deception and Power Struggle um, works really well with the other um, perks. Did and they, it's something different, yeah, I suppose. Right. Did they nerf it at all? Did they change some of the numbers or the percentages between public PTB and its release? Or is it the same? Uh, as far as I know, it's, I think it's the same. Wow. Um, there wasn't really... I didn't really have much uh, of a PTB experience with this one. Poss more because of the fact that not a lot of people really wanted to be in in the PTB in the first place um, within my social group in DBD. So, yeah. Uh, but now that it's out for everyone, solely because the bait test is only available on PC, now that it's out, even console players can now, you know, experience this both uh, and they'll see how good these perks really are. That's really uh, cool. So, so yeah. So those are like the survivor perks <laughs> that I quite quite like. I mean, I love the killer perks as well. With the, I mean, there has been a bit of a um, controversy regarding one of the killers, uh, Victor. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and how you sort of like, how you sort of like, um stop victor from attacking you i think in a way i, I don't want to say it uh, probably but you if you're someone who likes explain dvd or if you might want to check it out yourself or watch feed videos of it on it there are a ton of videos around yep that's good um, to get some strategy in on the new killer even if it's a little weird or controversial shall we say yeah yeah and i think i, I don't want to bore too much with like perks and stuff uh and they do and what happens is one of their perks actually complements um, Elodia's perk, which is uh, the appraisal perk. And it goes with Hoarder. Uh, that's a killer perk of the twins. And the Hoarder is sort of like you actually, it's a perk that allows you to uh, put in two extra chests um, in the map when you join. And but at the same time what you're doing is you're decreasing the rarity of the uh of the chest found an item so someone with appraisal could be like looking around trying to get green purple or even pink pink items or eerie items um i wouldn't really say eerie i'm just saying uh pink purple or green items because they're in some cases they are much better uh not always of course but 
with hoarder, what it does is it stops you. You could only be getting like pinks and uh, no, sorry, yellows and browns. Yep. Right. So even though there's more chests, the stuff in the chests are less powerful. Yes, it's really essentially. But I think what what a lot, uh, what's more um, what do you call it? It's it's more. Uh, something that I, I, I'm more interested in is the other two perks. Oh. One of them is oppression. And I quite like oppression because what happens is when you kick a gen with oppression, and let's say you kick it with something like um, um, Pop Goes the Weasel, right? What happens is the, the three random generators around it starts regressing at the same time Whoa. and it has the same effect as uh let's say i think it was uh surge no it's not surge something else um it's a, it's a doctor perk and i forgot the name um, i'm really bad at names as i said earlier <laughs> and it gives you an a really difficult skill check if you're touching that gen wow uh, any of those like let's say four four gens around and I have experienced that, and it's actually, it's like having, um, the, yeah, again, that Doctor perk, and I completely forgot. And I'm, I'm not well-versed in, in all the perks. I'm still learning, bearing in mind, having, like, I think I have, like, 500 hours in this game. But I know people who have, like, 5,000 hours. Um, yeah. <laughs> really good. <laughs> really hard. Yeah. Really, really hard, and I think the third one is probably the the most lethal. If I, I would say, out of all three teachable perks or three unique perks, I would say, coup de gras. Okay. Um, and what happens is, coup de gras at tier three. If one generator is completed, you get to a token, and what happens is, you can use this token to double your lunge attack. So if you're a Demogorgon or let's say a Freddy um, main uh, killer, you could literally use Coup de Gras and double your um, lunge, um, lunge attacks. And that's already lethal as it is. Like Especially one with Demogorgon. So you, you could end up being like having two times your jump in order to get the survivor. Let's say someone, maybe someone always like sprint burst or something, and they're literally just right in front of you. It is, it can be super lethal, and it's really, really good. Sounds really good. I think what I like and, most about the new perks is that it sounds like they really synergize with a lot of all the other ones, which is quite good design. Yeah, and I, I think it's it's sort of different. Like let's say, um, it from last because obviously last chapter we had the blight and um, Felix. And with the Blight, you kind of had more hexes. Um, so you had Undying, and I think, what was the other one? Um, Blood Favor. Whereas this one is more actual tactical attack based. So things like Oppression and Coup de Gras is more trying to stop literally stop the survivors from doing any gens and killing them as quick as possible or as much as possible like they they you you're you're as a killer you're essentially trying to make all survivors scramble around 
trying to save each other. Yeah, definitely plays not... better to two different like play styles because uh, with the blight, it sounds like that's definitely much more attrition, sort of making their actions seem more futile as they sort of try to redo gens over and over and like having struggles with heals. But with this, it sounds way more aggro, like rushing and mowing down players as quickly as possible. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, with a special attack, like let's say, you're able to control two killers, essentially, effectively. Um, so Charlotte and Victor, right? Yep. Um, obviously Charlotte being, I believe, the older sister, Victor being the younger twin. And when you control Victor, he is fast. He is extremely fast. If you're someone who likes to uh, patrol gens uh, within like a huge map, let's say, so like Mother's, I think Mother's Dwelling is a huge map, right? And what you can do is you can literally start in one side and control Victor instead and go to the other side. Because what happens is if you don't, when you're not controlling Victor and you're controlling Charlotte, any survivor that goes near Victor will be exposed Whoa. unless they're crouching. Right. So even if they do, let's say, kill Victor in a way, Victor obviously just regenerates back um, to Charlotte. You still know roughly where they are. And if, they're, if, if Victor was near a gen and the survivor starts, uh, starts on that gen, you can just literally go boom and um, attack that survivor immediately. Wow, that's really strong. And I think, yeah, and I think against that is that if you're using someone like Elodia or using Elodia's perks, you can counter that by using deception and power struggle. As long as you're not in a dead zone. And a dead zone is essentially a place where there's no pallets, no cover, uh, you can't even do loops around it. There's no like, um, there's no like anything to vault around, uh, and you kind of find that quite a lot in, uh, which maps was it? In mothers, you Macmillan? said Macmillan Farm, yeah, because no, the big yeah, Macmillan Farm in the there's big fields, big, yeah. There's big, yeah. There's a big areas in Macmillan um, where it's just empty spaces. And Coldwind Farm, Coldwind Farm is different in a case because it's a farm and actually is good for someone who's a more stealthy survivor or uh, because you can actually stealth around the, um, the corn and being someone like Victor who's only like, I don't know, three foot tall, two foot tall, he's really tiny, uh, can't see through the corn, it's hard. It is literally hard to see through all that corn. But they do have ways to balance it out by the sounds of things. Just to, yep, you can be in multiple locations and the one killer's really fast, but the visibility's down. So it's good that they've been able to sort of inherently balance it in a way. I like that design. Yeah. Uh, I, I think um, this is really, really good. Nice. First, there was the DC Comics News Podcast. Then came the Spinner Rack. And now, the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. 
I Am The Night. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones. I Am The Night. Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you about Mad Pup, a Harley Quinn cast. Harley Quinn? Harley fucking Quinn? What have we learned from this crazy show? Making Bat Shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh, look, Gogurt. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and bat me, nuts. I definitely do not fuck. Death. In need of an adult-sized nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer. You can't fuck with Lois Lane. For fuck's sake. I'm a damn good cop. A lot of lasers. Mmm. Educational and informative. The DC Comics News Podcast Network presents Mad Love, the Harley Quinn cast. <laughs> Back to you, Seth. So, tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there. Or not. That's really up to all of you. Fuckers. Picture this. Someone who knows nothing about comics. Someone who knows comics from movies, TV, and video games. A complete ultra-comics nerd. You pick the character you want us to talk about. You send us the questions you want answered. You make the show. A podcast by fans. For fans. Making new fans. Superheroes or dummies! Hi, my name's Steve, and I'm here to tell you all about the DC Comics News Podcast. Every week, my friends and I sit down and discuss everything DC. Movies, TV and streaming, comic books, and everything in between. But don't just take my word for it. Here are a couple of our sponsors. Listen to the DC Comics News Podcast. It's audio justice. <laughs> no, no, no. It's audio chaos. These wackos are crazier than I am. Well, maybe you're both right. Whatever the case, you can find the DC Comics News Podcast on every podcast platform. Apple Podcasts. Google Play. Spotify. Stitcher. And everywhere else you find podcasts. So, um, can I go now? Let him go. He did everything you asked. (laughs) Hello, listeners. This is Tony Farina from DC Comics News and an occasional guest on Comics in Motion. I'm pleased to announce a new show called Indie Comics Spotlight. Each week, my guests and I will be taking a deep dive into a current title or a classic graphic novel from a publisher other than the big two. Consider this show the best of the rest. My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher. With all that good killer talk, you said that you are uh, you main a survivor and you've got pretty good strategies mm-hmm. down with Min to be able to sort of sneak and you want to tra- take on some of these new perks. 
and as you say, you've been you've clocked in five hundred hours, so you must have some heroic victory and bad beat stories. Got any on the top of your head? <laughs> I think um, it depends on the day. I I do have a lot more sort of like early deaths now. I do sacrifice myself more, um, more often than not, really. And it all depends, I suppose, because I think there have been cases where let's let's look at one of the games that we did, right? Sure. Uh, as a kill your friends. So kill your friends is like four survivors, one killer. You're all in a match together. I think that was like the best win of the best friendly K uh, KYF kill your friends that I've ever done. Was that I was hooked. While the doors were open, I was the last person, and uh, Faye thought that that was it. I was going to die. I think it was it was Faye, right? As a legion, pretty sure. Yeah. And I managed to use um, I managed to use um, deliverance close to the time that it, that it was the timer was going to expire, and I was going to die to the entity. I'd, got out as quick as possible with a sprint burst, I believe it was. Yeah, it was so and close. She like didn't half even a second. see if it had been yeah. half a second later, you wouldn't have made it. I think quite a lot of my quite a lot of my games with you guys is me so staying as much as possible, letting you three out first. I'd rather die than you know, unless I get forced out. And then there have been certain occasions where it was like a second before I could even get killed by the entity where I was I managed to get out. Yeah. And those are probably like a lot of wins. A lot of fails probably is. Um, I think this mainly happened like months and months ago. I'm just having fun. We were gonna, I think me and a few friends were just like, oh, uh, why don't we do like a gen rush? It always doesn't work, right, with me because gen rushing for me is not, unless it, if it's intended, it's never gonna work because I don't, I'm not a person who gen rushes right yeah you like to if it's up. unintentional yeah if it's unintentional gen rush then that's fine and what happens is every time we gen rushed we had a green toolbox we had a um uh we had a new paw and we had uh extra charges we would go in there i see a bubba and that's it we're all dead barely <laughs> did two gens we all die and i just find that really funny because every single time we try and gen rush it's always going to be a bubba and Bubba is like the cannibal. Um, yeah. The hillbilly. No, not the hillbilly, the cannibal. Oh, right, right, right. Um, yeah, Mr. Bubba, he's so cute. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's good, though. This shows that the obvious strategy of trying to gen rush doesn't necessarily work. You need to be a bit more tactical with it as you survivors. Yeah, yeah. but I'm not too... I'm not someone who literally gets to... I mean, I do get tired uh, after a while of playing constant games where I get tunneled or just like no one... Like a solo queue especially where your teammates don't generally help you. It's really... Like I said, it's very rare nowadays to find a good set of teammates that will literally help each other, which is why I die more often than not at the beginning, uh, not at the beginning, but let's say when I try and help someone and if, and we're against a really good killer and we don't really have really great survivors. I could be that person who's not really a great survivor when it comes to other people's eyes. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, which is why, 
yeah which is why i prefer and also it's more fun playing with friends this is definitely a game where you can make friends with no, i think you right? have made friends with thanks to this game we've brought Faye into the channel yeah We've got Faye. I've known some people from other Discord channels. I know some people who used to be my viewers are now my like sort of DVD friends. Uh, and we play some other games together. Uh, it's great because... And even if you go to the Dead by Daylight Discord, they allow you to be able to say, to have, let's say, a Survivor Friends or a Kill Your, uh, Kill Your Friends um, channels where you can meet new people you can play with. And it's so. not just... Yeah, go on. Yeah, Sorry, uh, I was just gonna say it's it's not it's not just a you by yourself in your room playing all the time. It's something that actually brings a community together, despite all of its sort of like you know bugs. And I mean, it's a running joke. It's a running joke now, isn't it? It's like we I always, I sometimes try to call it bug by daylight. <laughs> it's always going to be a bug. It's always going to be a glitch, and it's a constant thing. But what that you know. Dead by Daylight now, I feel like after f close to five years without a bug of some sort, doesn't seem to feel like Dead by Daylight anymore. So, Wow. Yeah. But it's still good that a game about running away from a murdering psycho is something that can really bring people together. Yeah, and it's very nice. It's adrenaline filled. Unless it's... Uh, and it's A lot of people say it's a horror. It, it, it does... It, it, implement a lot of horror sense into it but unless you're playing a really really good ghost face or for me anyways in general a really good ghost face or a really good um michael myers i don't find this to be a horror game those two if you're a really good killer and you know what you're doing and especially if you're using like michael myers with shattered mirror or something like that or just continue to stay at tier one it just makes me scream and <laughs> That's the horror aspect of it for me. Otherwise, it's more of an adrenaline-filled game, something you'll play with other people. Uh, there are going to be instances where you're going to be so annoyed you'd want to, like, you know, throw away your PC, get rid of it on Steam, just uninstall the game altogether. And but there's a lot of wholesome moments in there as well. And I feel like with all the toxicity in terms of... Um, like post chat, for example, in general, uh, I've had my fair share of like, um, I've had my fair share of people who have been very toxic in chat. The one was like from a guy who was saying that Xbox is his true king. Uh, he was swearing at us or uh, uh, um at PC players when he himself was on PC. Uh, it was very funny. It was very weird. Really weird. But you. You know, if you're someone who's just like, who I unintentionally play this for fun, I do grind, like I said, and I do sometimes play for sweats and not for fun. Well, for fun in a way that, you know, make it last as long as possible. Um, You know, if you're, if you're, let's say, a higher ranked survivor or a higher ranked killer and you're against lower ranked survivors, when you just give them that sort of, you know, oh, GG, she did really well, and, and you, you do genuinely think that they did really, really well, and I've had some of those instances, it makes that person stay much better. I see. Really and that's what I think is a bit more wholesome about it, is the fact that I'm not quite sure. A lot of people, some people may do this, some people may not, some people may be just like, you know, really, really mean, and some people may just be like, I don't really care, mama, and 
let's go to the next match. Uh, just say GG, done. Let's go. Um, when I play with, let's say, you and uh, Will and all our other friends, uh, because you guys don't grind at this game, right? You're you're not at the same level as I am in terms of ranks, and it means that I, when we do play together, I go against really low rank killers. Uh, and I feel like if it's a killer that um, you know they're just learning, and I know that because there are some instances where you know it's a lower level killer, but that's because they've never played the game. They haven't played the game in a while. They've just come back into it. If you're generally someone who just like started and I know for a fact that you're doing really, really well, I will definitely say GG, you've done really well. And I will literally sacrifice my life to like to get to give you that 1k of um of uh bonus. You know? It's just like the basic expectation of being a polite gamer, which is starting to be on the up in this game, but it's still something that I think that people need to try and encourage. Exactly. And I know a lot of people do it. I mean, like, people all over the world play this game, right? It's not just... And obviously you don't necessarily meet everyone because it's, it is... The server is based depending on your region. So I mostly play people who are in Europe. Um, and it is what it is. Sometimes I do get players who are not in Europe depending on whether... Most likely because they are on a VPN and you can play this game on a VPN. Um, I do highly suggest not, uh, because it's very laggy. I tell you that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it can be wholesome. It can be toxic. It all depends on your view and the day and the people that you're playing against and or with. Really cool. But I think that's mm -hmm. a thing that can sort of play to the quality of its universality. So with yeah. all of that in mind... In terms of the actual like gameplay and the dynamics you've brought up, I think you can. I think I can safely say that you love the sort of social aspect while still still being particularly tactical. But what things would you say you really, really love about Dead by Daylight? The fact that I can play with other people, and for me, because I can play with other people, and it's not just um, a AI sort of game, I can continue playing it and meeting other people who are really good at this game like someone i would just let's say there's this killer kuro they're really good at being killer and i've been against them so many times that i whenever i go against them as a survivor i appreciate their gameplay and i really love that, love that. and that's that's not something that you get when you're playing with just ai players a lot of the times it will be frustrating to play against like other people on the internet but that's the that's the social aspect part, isn't it? And that's the thing that I love is the fact that I can play with other people from all over Europe or all over the world, depending, and either have fun uh, and and be able to like bring like joy or anger or sadness or whatever or la or just like complete respect on that person that's playing that character, whether they're killer or survivor. That's cool. And with that said, the exact opposite side of things, uh, what sort of gameplay aspects or like sort of powers or perks do you think they, they should add or work on? Good old Bug by Daylight. Dead Hard. <laughs> I think Dead Hard is probably the one, because I used to use it quite a lot, is a really good... I'm not quite sure if they, they have worked on it, considering the fact that 
I know they were working on it from last I heard uh, from their last uh, Q&A stream. I didn't actually manage to watch the latest Q&A stream that came on, I think, uh, a few, uh, yesterday or the day before. Um, but Dead Hard was at that point where you would just get exhausted on ground and you're still getting hit, especially with hitbox validation being off. And that's what put me off from using Dead Hard. But yeah, I'm hoping that they do work that one out because, um, and I'm hoping the bug does stop and hitbox validation works because getting hit by a huntress with her semi trucks, semi truck hatchets when you're not even in the vicinity and you still get hit from the air is really annoying. Yeah, I've seen you get incredibly <laughs> ragey for getting hit for nothing. I have. Yeah, and I think it's 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 all killers to be honest. And I think it's nothing. It's all to do with the hitbox and the hitbox validation being not as good as it currently is i know for a fact that they're still working on it and they're constantly working on it so it's just something that we have to wait and hope for the better with all of that sort of fresh in our minds as a game as a whole love it as i know you do who which sad sap from the street what type of game of a person would you recommend that by day like to i would rec recommend it to someone First of all, if you have a really good internet, please, because their DC bands are atrocious. Um, and they will kick, they will like put a DC ban on you if, even if you just disconnected due to your internet. And that has happened to me um, quite a few times when I first started, about a few months after I first started. Um, or as someone who quite likes, uh, you know, adrenaline games, being able to be tactical about things, depending if you're a survivor or killer, and also getting a rush out of, you know, playing against other people online. And if you like multiplayer games, this will be the game for you. And it's for that and reason. Horror, if you and like horror. horror. <laughs> and horror, even though you don't find it as much of a horror. No. And I, I'm, I'm a type of person who doesn't like jump scare horror. So, um, for me, like, this game is actually pretty, pretty good. Yep, it does not set off your horror meters quite so much, but I can say no. that the adre the adrenaline and uh, high strategy gameplay, whilst it being very social, is definitely the thing that has brought me back in a sort of somewhat a casual way. But I still do appreciate playing Dead by Daylight with the people that I gather around with for most Sundays. Mm. I'm glad to mm. have shared it with little old you. Yay! Yeah. Yay. With all that said, I think we're going to sign off from the Hostile Takeover. V, my good pal, where can the viewers and listeners find you and your stuff if you have any social meds you'd like to plug? Maybe your Um, So you can always find us at the Hostile Atmosphere on YouTube. I We always have um, at least two to three uploads every week, I believe. Yes, we do. Um, and you most likely will find me in a lot of, like, uh, Among Us gameplay, or mostly multiplayer gameplays with everyone. That is my main thing. And all DVD games within that YouTube video. You can also find me on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash theplanetv. Um, I may start streaming again soon, so I do hope I see people there. It'd be great to see you again on the stream zone running away from Freddy and Michael Myers. It'd be good. 
And screaming my head off, yes, for well, sure. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was Dead by Daylight, brought to you by the Hostile Takeover, uh, Fantastic Universe's podcast production. As for myself, you can find me playing YouTube alongside V on the Hostile Atmosphere. Find my writing on fantasticuniverses.com or apotheosisstudios.com and talk to me on Twitter at isitstinkerer. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, trees and non-binaries, thank you for listening. Live free and play well. Some friends of mine Rewire till I arrive at the end of time This is music to play in black holes Alternative futures Retune to play on your onboard computer A song to play in Batmobiles Or Plastic Man's iPod Zatanna backwards magic words Or Marvel Man, my god Fire up the turbines, the game's afoot Underwear over tights is now a good look If there's been monkey business I head off on a mission I'm ready for anything in a head-on collision So listen all vagabonds, scoundrels and villains Beware because it's on, this is just the beginning No cape, just a time belt with vivid shine Every hero needs theme music and this is mine Ladies and gentlemen, back to the lab Big, big wave, cause here I come Drinking his tea your tune now, your theme music Stand strong in the storm or easily breeze through it I'm passing a mantle, bestowing a gift It might take you some training before you know what it is It's the bite of a spider that's radioactive It's mutant synapses becoming finally active When no one else could ever really walk in your shoes Walking into exams or out of job interviews To deal with every evil ex or several devilish kids To enter the ring already a legend Ready to win whenever it is Every right to work on a Monday in a hurricane Tired and you're underpaid Find you want to run away Hey, face front true believer If you don't believe in you Then they won't either This is the teaser trailer for your blockbuster event And you're at the centre This is so intense Well I just do it to the